Welcome to the Warrior Woman Podcast for authentic, autonomous, birthy women of faith. I'm your host and newbie to podcasting, Julie Nitz. My main focus is around the birth cycle, but in no way is any of this medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. It's a sacred journey. Come to your own conclusions, make your own choices, and own them. Hello, Warrior Women. I am coming to you today from my brand spanking new office that I'm renting. I'm super excited to have my own space to see clients and to do some studies and other projects, as well as write and record some podcasts that I have had on the books for a while, but just haven't found time or space to do in my regular life. Um, Today, I am going to talk to you about preconception care. Um, I know last time we talked, um, when I was telling you about the first moon party, that I would do a series on um, the cyclical nature of women, and that is definitely going to be on the list of upcoming podcasts, but um, I really felt like this was on my heart to share. Um, I love it when I get to see women before they're pregnant. I have gotten several ladies who come to my childbirth education course, um, Birth Like a Warrior uh, classes, my five-part series that I teach in person and online, uh, which, by the way, you can find at my website, warriorwomanbirth.com. You can pay for that five-week course. Um, There's times where I have it online uh, live. And you have the opportunity to just get the recording so you can watch them uh, and listen to them anytime you want to. Um, Anyways, so I love having women show up to my class before they're even pregnant. Um, Most of the time, those women take my class at least twice, sometimes three times. And I love that because they're hungry. They're hungry for information. They're hungry for support. They're hungry to understand the birth process and how best to support their bodies, um, bring their partners, um, sisters, friends to class so that they understand um, how undisturbed physiologic birth works so that they can support them and understand their choices that they're making. Um, So I love that, and we'll talk more about that later. But on to preconception care. So what should you do if you know you're going to eventually want to have a baby? Maybe that's in the next six months. Maybe that's in the next year. Maybe it's in the next five years. Um, either way, start thinking about it ahead of time and make some decisions to take care of yourself, to get yourself primed and ready for birth, uh, for pregnancy. And the first thing I would say would be Begin this preconception care at least four months before you try for a baby. So before you try to conceive, about four months out or more, um, start this process. Uh, So the first thing would be to balance your hormones. And I love all things Dr. Jolene Brighton. Um, She has great resources, information, um, free and paid that you can get off of her website. 
She even sells some supplements that you can get to really help you. And she has a free download um, on balancing your hormone health that I will add to the to the links <clears throat> for this podcast. Um, so then after you decide that you're going to make this, this choice um, and balance your hormones, get all of that ready, the next thing I would suggest would be to reduce your stress. Um, how do you do that? The first thing I recommend in such a busy world would be create margin in your life. Stop um, filling up your schedule so full that there is no extra in there. There's no time for um, breaks. There's no time for coffee with a friend. There's no time to light a candle and just sit back with a cup of tea. There's no time for you to um, meditate on the word of God or spend time in prayer. If you're too busy for prayer, too busy for study, too busy to meditate on God's word, then you're too busy. So move things back, create purposeful space of nothingness so that you can fill that however you need to. Um, I highly recommend meditation. Um, meditation is something that the Bible teaches us to do, to meditate on his word, to meditate on God's goodness. Um, and just sitting in stillness and quiet um, is really important for our spiritual practice, for our mental, emotional, and even physical health. Um, practice breathing. Everyone talks about breathing and labor. That's something we do every day is breathe, but most of us breathe very shallowly. And when we breathe shallowly, it releases adrenaline into our bodies. And we need to reduce that adrenaline. Uh, a lot of women are nowadays are familiar with adrenal fatigue. That's when the body is producing and pumping so much adrenaline into the system, uh, into the body system that the adrenal glands become very tired, um, they become fatigued, or even, um, what is the word I'm thinking of? Um, exhaustion, adrenal exhaustion, which is not a good way to begin pregnancy. And you're more likely to have those things if you have had many babies before. Um, but it definitely, in our fast-paced society, can be something that you're dealing with, even if you've never birthed and um, don't have a baby. Um, let's see. Um, the next point I would say is to get moving. Start a movement routine to build strength, endurance, and stamina now. And I say, <clears throat> excuse me, a movement routine instead of an exercise program um, because, <clears throat> excuse me again, I follow the work of Katie Bowman and I tend to agree with her that exercise programs are really the junk food nutrition of the body. Um, it moves, say, you go to the gym and you run for an hour. Yes, you are movement, moving, and yes, that's better than sitting on the couch and doing absolutely nothing, but it's really the bare minimum. You're only using a, a minimum amount of um, body parts and muscles um, rather than whenever you are doing whole body movements um, that, that challenge you, um, that use parts of your body that, that you're not used to using, that you're getting a more um, holistic nutritional movement going on in your, in your life. And so sometimes that means going for walks, which is the most simplest and um, 
widely varied movements that you can get. It, it engages your whole body. It's gentle on the body. It's something that we can all do. Although I would say here in Arizona, it's super hot and nobody wants to get out and take walks. Um, I have recommended to clients that they put on a walking program that you can um, get on YouTube and, and walk that way. Getting in the pool, moving that way is a really great thing. Um, but whatever you do, do it now before you're pregnant because after those hormones kick in and the nausea, you're not going to feel very good and then your belly starts growing and you get tired and all of the things that go on that are normal with pregnancy um, start to happen. But if you start a program before, then you'll just take it a little bit easy perhaps in that first trimester when you're not feeling good and then get right back into it once the nausea and fatigue um, slowly seeps away. Um, so if you don't start one before pregnancy, you're even less likely to start one after you're pregnant. So keep that in mind. The next point is switch to a whole foods diet. So get all of that junk out of your diet, all of the processed foods, um, things that come out of the ground, grow in a tree, grow in a bush. Those are the things that you want to be eating, um, as well as really good, um, meats. Um, like grass-fed um, beef, grass-fed eggs, or pasture-raised chickens, uh, chicken eggs, and organic chicken, things like that. Eat as much organic as possible. Um, now, now before pregnancy is the time to nourish your body and take care of any deficiencies when you're not fighting that nausea and exhaustion. Um, something else that I would recommend, especially if you aren't living a very active lifestyle, is to cut out or reduce a lot of your grains. Um, many of those are very high in carbohydrates and not a lot of mineral content. So you want to save space um, for the more nutrient-dense foods like uh, all of the colorful vegetables and, you know, eating the rainbow, right? Um you know, getting all of your colors and especially your deep green leafy veggies. <clears throat> um, the next point is something that um, many people think of when they think of preconception care is detox. So support natural detox in your body. One of the main things that you can do um, and is pretty gentle is to remove toxic cleaning and beauty products from your home. And there's an app that you can get for that. It's called Skin Deep that you can scan your body products and it will give you a scale of how toxic they are. Um, things are on a, a red, yellow, and green scale. So get all of those products out of your home that are, are on that red scale for sure and work on getting all of your things to, to be green so that you're not absorbing all of those toxins and holding them into your body. And if you do any heavy-duty tox detoxes, like a liver cleanse, colon cleanse, gallbladder, etc., um, you want to definitely start that at least four months prior to trying to conceive because you don't want to release those toxins into your system and then, um, you know, cause some kind of toxicity to your, to your baby and to your womb. So you want all of that taken care of ahead of time. Something that you may not think of when you're thinking of um, preconception care 
is to go to the dentist. So have a good dental exam and cleaning done. Studies show that unresolved oral health issues can contribute to a higher chance of preterm birth, low birth weight, and even preeclampsia. So go see your dentist. A good biological dentist would be best, but get a good cleaning. Make sure that any oral health issues are taken care of. Um, many women will report um, teeth issues in pregnancy, toothaches, and things like that. Um, so you want to get ahead, go ahead and get those taken care of before. Next would be work on your gut health. If you haven't heard about the microbiome, then do some research. There's lots of it out there. There's even a, um, a movie, a documentary on the microbiome. Excuse me. Um, so it has a lot to do with you and your baby's health. So start by adding in some good fermented foods like milk or water kefir, kombucha, homemade, not store-bought, that, that's not the same thing as getting all those good bacteria from a home brew. Um, sauerkraut, right now and for a while now, Costco has a really good tasting and good priced organic fermented sauerkraut there. I think it's a big tub of it. I don't know, two, three pounds of it for seven, eight dollars. Um, and it's it's delicious and it lasts pretty much however long you need it to last. Costco also has these delicious um, almond mills, I think it's called, uh, almond flour crackers that are delicious with sauerkraut on them. Yes, I know it sounds a little strange, but it is so yummy and delicious. You'll thank me for telling you that little tidbit. Um, and then add in other lacto-fermented veggies like carrots and garlic and kimchi. Um, there's all kinds of different ones out there. Try them all because it's good to have several different kinds in your diet. Uh, you want a wide range of different strains of bacteria going on. This will help with digestion and keeping unhealthy bacteria at bay, including groupie strep. Um, next, I would say get some lab testing done. See a naturopath if you can and have them order a bunch of labs. Um, in places like where I live here in Arizona, we can use Sonora Quest and order our own, most of our own labs. Um, so check on any vitamin, excuse me, vitamin deficiencies or anemias before pregnancy. Um, this gives you time to get healthy and balanced or address any health concerns before pregnancy. Some of the tests I recommend would be a CBC, which is a complete blood count. Um, that will help check on any anemias, um, platelet counts, anything that might be going on there. An A1C will give you a, a three-month um, estimation, not estimation, um, yeah, estimation of what your blood sugar has been uh, at so that you can find out if your body is already dealing with some glucose intolerance. Um, maybe you've got some prediabetes going on or maybe you're really healthy. Um, that's a good thing to have in your arsenal um, to report to your um, care provider so that you can come to them and say, hey, I'm a really healthy person. My CBC is great. My A1C is normal. Something else to check would be your thyroid. You want that to be really healthy in pregnancy. It is your body's thermostat for a lot of things. And so we want to make sure that's doing well and also vitamin D. 
Um, there's lots of other things you can do, and you could discuss that with your care provider or um, a naturopath, but that would get you started. Um, the next thing would be take care of some emotional, find yourself some emotional support. Find uh, support groups and resources like my childbirth education course um, that I already mentioned. Yes, you should take one before birth if possible. Uh, get prepared before those hormones um, and mood swings and the nausea and the intensity of pregnancy hit you so that you can really think through um, what your options are and what your vision is for, for your pregnancy. Um, you can, if you've had a, a cesarean before, you might want to look for VBAC support groups, uh, mother circles, another program that is um, really highly recommended. I, I have the book, but there's also the childbirth birth education course. Um, it's called Child, or sorry, Birthing from Within. And um, it, I believe they have in-person and online courses, and that would be really good, especially if you've had a traumatic birth in the past, or maybe have some kind of trauma uh, involved around your body. It'll help you to, um, to work past some of those things and, and be really ready. Um, and the last thing I would tell you would be to start interviewing care providers. Um, start your research for who and where you want to birth. Do you want to birth in the hospital? Do you want to birth in a birth center? Do you want to birth at home? Who do you want to choose to um, support you during that? You know, obviously in a hospital, uh, you've got less options. You can either go with an obstetrician or um, a CNM, a certified nurse midwife. So those are basically your, your options there. Um, if you're going to birth in a birth center, um, you have the gamut of um, options there. Um, as far as care providers, you have anything from CPMs to licensed midwives to even obstetricians who work in birth centers, although it's not very often. Um, and then if you want to birth at home, there's the whole uh, gamut of options there. Do you want uh, to birth unassisted? Yes, that is an option. You can just birth at home, you and your loved ones and whoever else you want to support you. You can choose an unlicensed midwife, a traditional midwife, a CPM, a CNM. There's all kinds of choices and even an obstetrician. A um, little shout out to Dr. Stu in California, who is an obstetrician um, with a midwife's heart who attends home births. Um, so Choosing a care provider and where you're going to birth can feel especially daunting when the hormones and emotions of pregnancy kick in. So take care of this before. Ask for recommendations from friends. Read reviews. Ask on mommy pages and in your support groups. Not every care provider is the same, even if they have the same title. So, for example, you may think that all midwives are the same. They wear flowy dresses and Birkenstocks. They light incense and chant while you birth. But you're actually less likely to get that than you are someone who looks a lot like you. And even those who see birth as a medical event to be rescued from rather than a natural function of a healthy body to be supported. So ask for client referrals so you can talk to actual women about their experiences with that care provider if possible, which is more of a, a midwife thing. So if, I, if a client asks me, 
hey, I would like to talk to some of your past clients to see, you know, how they felt about you and, and your care. Then I would reach out to say two or three of my clients and ask them for permission to give their name and number out um, so that they could speak to this woman um, and share their experience so that they can get um, more of a, an understanding of, of what I do and what I believe and how I cared for them. So those are kind of my, my quickie uh, suggestions for some preconception care. Um, and remember, holistic care is the, the view that the body, mind, and spirit is a whole, and that when we take care of all of those things, we're taking care of ourselves more fully. So I will um, be sure to include links to Dr. Brighton's Hormone Balance Guide, um, the Skin Deep app. app. Um, I'll even include a link for that oral health study and um, a group to, uh, or a link to the VBAC group um, so that you can get more info there. Um, well, sorry for all the stumbling over my words today. It's really strange. I've got my earbuds in and they just plug up my ears and I can't really hear myself talk, which feels super strange. Um, but anyways, I hope you enjoyed this. And if you have any questions, you can leave me um, a voice message and I can answer those. Or you can um, email me through my website or find me on Facebook at Warrior Woman Birth. Have a good day. here again just wanted to let you know that I would really appreciate leaving a review for me on iTunes or wherever it is you're listening to me from and again if you have any questions or comments you would like to leave me a voice message for that I can even play on a future podcast on the anchor app you can do that and don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family on Facebook or Instagram, wherever you're connecting with others. And happy birthing, everyone.